listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast. I'm Jade Elliott, and I'm joined by Jessica Strong. Now, you're a community outreach manager at Primary Children's Hospital. Thanks Correct. for being with us. Thanks for having me. So, the weather, not totally cooling down all the way yet, but we're starting to head towards those cooler months. Uh, so, the kids, of course, are going to be coming inside more. They're going to be playing inside more. And we need to make sure that our homes are safe. A lot of questions kind of come about when it comes to childproofing your home. So, whether you have young children who visit or you're bringing home a new baby, Fall is a good time to reduce the risk of injury inside your house. It's also good to make sure that your safety efforts and devices are up to standards and are also in good working condition as well. If you've already maybe baby-proofed from a previous child and you're doing it again or you're getting back into it. So let's talk about, um, first of all, falls. Those are the leading cause of injury in the home. They are, and um, there's a lot of places that you want to look for in your home to try and prevent falls. Um, for the younger children, infants, you want to make sure you're never leaving a child, um, particularly a baby, alone on a bed, a changing table, sofa, anything that they might roll over and fall off of. Don't ever leave them unsupervised. Absolutely. And what about uh, places like staircases and banisters? Yeah, we see a lot of falls downstairs. And so um, you should have a baby gate at the top and the bottom of the stairs. A lot of times parents will only have it one or the other. Um, but it's important to have it at both because, um, you know, a child could crawl up the stairs and then fall back down. Um, so you want to have it at both ends. Absolutely. And how can you protect uh, some railings and um, you know, maybe if you have loft spaces in your home and you have those rails, how can you protect some of those areas? Yeah, you want to ensure that, um, you know, you, you have proper gates and things so that, you know, kids aren't able to climb over, you know, lofts or railings or things like that that might lead to a fall. Um, and if you do have older um, safety gates, you want to replace any of them that have um, spaces that are large enough for a child's head to get mm -hmm. trapped in there. Sometimes we see that as well. So um, the newer ones are usually the bars are thinner, and so that's not an issue. But some of the older ones you'll still see that. Absolutely. And windows. That's another area of concern. Yes. Um, we see window falls um, throughout the year. And so you want to make sure that, first of all, you're teaching kids not to play around windows. Right. And then second of all, um, you know, keep in mind that window screens, they're designed to keep bugs out. They're not designed to keep kids in. Right. And so it does not take a lot of force to pop a screen mm -hmm. out. So we recommend that you um, either have locks so that your windows can't open or that they don't open very far so it wouldn't allow you to um, open far enough for a child to fall out. Sure. And then another area that we have to take concern about, which at first you might not think of it because cribs are where you put your baby to keep them safe. But there are concerns there too when it comes to injury. That's right. And and there's really simple things that you can do because you're right. That's where your child sleeps. They're going to spend a lot of time there. Um, but you should make sure that while they are sleeping there, you're taking out any pillows, loose blankets, things like that, that might pose um, a suffocation risk. Mm -hmm. um, you can use a sleep sack instead of a blanket. We know as it gets cooler, you know, you want to make sure your baby's warm enough at night. Um, but loose blankets are not the way to do it. You want to use a sleep sack. Um, and then just make sure that the crib you're using isn't an older style um, with the drop down downsides. Um, you want to make sure that your crib is up to current standards mm -hmm. um, to keep your child safe. Yeah, and swaddling too. That's another thing when your babies are tiny enough uh, to keep them protected in their cribs too. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, swaddling is a great technique to help soothe and soothe children. Mm -hmm. um, but again, as they get a little older, use a sleep sack instead mm -hmm. of a blanket. And then, again, we're talking about summer coming to an end, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but fall approaching and those temperatures cooling down. Um, heating elements are something mm -hmm. that we really need to be mindful of in the home. Yeah, burns are another common injury, and, and kids can experience burns in different locations around the house. So some of the tips that we like to let parents know about is if you have any radiators or baseboard heaters, that you should keep those covered with childproof screens. Um, if you're in an older home, you might have those. Mm -hmm. um, if you have any electric space heaters, you want to keep those away from beds, curtains, anything flammable um, to prevent the risk of fires. Um, and then anytime you have hot appliances like curling irons, blow dryers, Right. in your bathroom, things like that. Um, make sure as soon as you're done using those, you unplug them um, and you put them away up high. Toddlers are really curious and if they can grab <laughs> something and pull it down, they're going oh, yeah. to when we want to prevent burns from those kinds of things. Yeah, and in the kitchen as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, toddlers like to reach up and grab whatever they can reach, whether they can see it or not. So when you are cooking, it's always a good idea to turn your pan handles back away, you know, towards the back of the stove um, so they can't reach up and grab those. And really, those tips that you just gave us when it comes to making sure our homes are safe when it comes to heating them, mm -hmm. those are just good tips to have in general, whether you have children or not. Definitely. You know, and the other great tip that we say um, is to look at your water heater and mm -hmm. turn the temperature down so it's no hotter than 120 degrees. Um, and again, that's just to help prevent scalds and that's good advice for anybody. Yeah, exactly. And so moving on to some other tips to keep our children safe in our homes, we have to talk about, of course, chemicals and poisons and uh, you know, the ever known Mr. Yuck sticker as right. I always remember growing up, um, you know, when I was younger on, on the bottles and things underneath the counters. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people do, they do store like cleaning chemicals, you know, under the bathroom sink or the kitchen sink. Um, it's important to be really mindful of those because mm -hmm. again, that's at child level. Um, and so we encourage you to take those out of the, you know, sink storage and put them up in a higher place so that kids can't reach those. Um, and then also make sure that you're putting things, you're leaning things in the original container. I know a lot of times people will, you know, buy a spray bottle and fill it with, you know, whatever cleaning um, device, you know, cleaning and it chemical. Kind of becomes they want an unknown. Exactly, and then it's this mystery bottle of some random liquid. Um, so we recommend against that, so that mm -hmm. you always know exactly what's in those bottles, um, so that kids aren't, you know, getting into those. Well, I think that's just important, just in general as well, from. A parent standpoint is just knowing what you're using exactly. and what you're using. Exactly. So for. you're not cross contaminating chemicals that, right. you know, shouldn't be absolutely right. exactly. good advice, whether you're a parent or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if the unfortunate event happens that your child does get into something, mm -hmm. what are some of those next steps to take? Yeah, you should always have poison control handy. They are an amazing resource in our community, um, and they can answer all kinds of questions about ingestions, um, you know, skin poisoning exposures. Um, you know, really, if you have a question and it's not immediately life-threatening, poison control is a great place to start. I actually have it programmed into my cell phone, mm, um, but you smart. can also get stickers, you know, magnets to put on your fridge so that you have that number easily accessible. But I love the idea of just putting it right in your phone. Absolutely, <laughs> but it is nice to have it in your home somewhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the event of, you know, maybe um, a babysitter coming over to watch your children, right. other Grandma, family members, exactly. whoever, yes. and then they have easy access to that in the case of, you know, an unfortunate event, an emergency, yeah. uh, that they feel they need to use it. Absolutely. 
So some other safety measures to take into consideration. Um, some of these are a little more um, about things that you should know as a parent, mm -hmm. being able to protect your child, not necessarily utilizing things to protect your child, but right. CPR, a big one. It's huge. You know, I mean, really, ideally, we should all take CPR and all know it because right. you never know in your life when you're going to use that. But particularly if you're a parent, it's a really good idea to have CPR training. Yeah. And where are some of the places that you can get that training? You know, we recommend going to the American Red Cross. Um, they really are the gold standard and then they can help direct you to local places that are offering that training. That's wonderful. Uh, so let's talk about some other things around the home. Um, things that you and I, maybe outside of being parents, might not think about on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, different corners that you might come around, mm -hmm. cords that hang from your windows or your drapes. Yeah, you know, we um, going back to falls for a minute, one of the things we often see also is kids climbing up on furniture and mm -hmm. then the furniture tipping on top of them, which mm -hmm. can be very dangerous particularly if you have a heavy armoire or there's a TV on top of it. Um, so we encourage that you mount that furniture to the wall. You can buy mounting brackets at any general hardware store or big and box store. And a lot store. of, a lot of new furniture actually is coming with them they now, which is great. They are now. I actually just recently bought a dresser and it was built into the dresser, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so use those to mount that furniture to the wall to prevent the tip overs. Um, and then you're right. Um, uh, you know, strangulation with cord blinds is another, um, problem that we see. Mm -hmm. And again, a lot of the newer um, cord or excuse me, the newer blinds are cordless or they have, um, you know, safety mechanisms built in so they don't have a loop. Um, but go home and look at your cord blinds. It's kind of right. surprising. You may not even realize it. Um, but if there is a loop at all in your cord blinds, um, there are retrofit kits that you can get often for free um, to fix oh, nice. that, to prevent that as a strangulation hazard. Right. And then you can use a number of different things to protect corners in your homes. And right. it's not necessarily to protect the corners, but to protect your children. Exactly. Because we know that kids, you know, they run and they're not paying attention. And so, you know, there's bumps and bruises and stuff that yeah. happen. Um, but if you have sharp corners on a coffee table or, um, you know, even some walls have sharp corners, mm -hmm. you know, you mm -hmm. can buy, um, you know, like plastic protection devices that you can put over those to soften that bump. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And even some makeshift items. If you have, um, I've seen... Those pool noodles. Yeah. Cutting those down and putting them on things. That's right. Which is super easy to do. Yeah. Um, so, again, great tips. It's, you know, for parents, it's unfortunate sometimes. We can't keep our kids in a bubble the whole time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just for some of it. But since they can't be in a bubble, we can protect our homes. And so... Are there other resources that we can utilize to find these tips? Yeah, if you go to primarychildrens.org slash safety, um, we have a whole bunch of tips um, listed online for all kinds of safety concerns. Jessica, thank you so much for all of the tips and advice that you gave us today in keeping our kids safe inside our own homes. Uh, if you'd like a visual tour of how to keep your kids safe throughout the home, you can head to our webpage, KUTV.com. That is it for today's podcast. Thanks for listening to Baby Your Baby. I'm Jade Elliott. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.